Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise him all creatures here below. Last week we showed you how Jesus went about establishing or executing rather, not establishing, executing uh, his earthly ministry. And we, uh, we know uh, from our various studies that this was a Christocentric ministry at its best. Um, so in other words, if you were going to go out and start ministry, you said the Lord has called you into ministry, uh, this would be a, a good example. You could take this unit and follow it for establishing ministry because, as a matter of fact, it is the ministry of the church. Jesus, as a man, came here and showed us how to live as men. Uh, and, and he says one of the primary goals of any ministry should be to turn sinners into disciples. Yeah, y'all didn't hear me. See, your job is not to come here, look good, smell good, and some days act good. Your job is to assist the kingdom in turning sinners in to disciples and a disciple is a learner and follower of Jesus Christ Jesus recruited last week a couple of uh, his disciples and uh, uh, I don't know if this is an act of CDC or facility ministry but uh, either way it's good um, Jesus showed us that uh, uh, if you're going to have disciples, you need to recruit them. And, and, and if you're going to recruit disciples, you need that face-to-face -face contact. And, and he did. And if you're going to uh, uh, catch fish, you, you got to go where fish are. Because you can't catch fish where they ain't. And he, he showed that. He demonstrated it uh, last week. And, and, and so he's got a few disciples now, a few boys following him. And, and, and it continues on. But meanwhile, uh, in between uh, verses 1 uh, through 11 of last week, and it's verse 27 through 39 that we're going to look at today, uh, Jesus has done some things, performed a few miracles, you know, healed a uh, man with leprosy, and then told him, shh, don't, don't tell nobody. But you know what? It's hard to contain good news. You know, uh, people, people, you know, you know, when something great has happened in your life, you want to share it with someone else. I want you to keep that in mind now. Whenever something great happens in your life, you, you, you want to talk about it. People talk about it, you know. Uh, you know, some great things uh, uh, happened. Uh, some of you uh, then, uh, uh, what we call the Christmas holidays, you know, had some great things happen, you know. And you anxious to tell everybody. I know you couldn't wait to get to church this morning, share with your fellow saints. Uh, uh, and, and that's good. That's good. But let me tell you, the greatest thing that you can share with any sinner is Jesus Christ. I want you to keep that right there in mind. People share uh, good news. And there's no better news in the world that Jesus the Christ uh, 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 is come. And he's come in the form of a baby. 
and he's come to reveal God to man. He's considered a special revelation. This same Jesus now has started ministry and uh, he's recruited followers, recruited some followers. And, and that continues, that continues today. Uh, because in verse 27 of chapter five of Luke, it reads what? If you're going to recruit a disciple, you need to talk to him. <laughs> okay. And the issue here, though, we're going to see that we have a scandal brewing. We have this man, this rabbi, this one that has healed some folk and is recruiting disciples. Uh, he now meets a guy named Levi, um, a sinner, a sinner amongst sinners. You know, here um, uh, in, in this life, in this earthly life, men uh, and women like to classify sinners. You know, little sins, white sins, black sins. But, 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 but from God's perspective, uh, sin is, is sin. Uh, but I noticed that Dr. Luke says that this publican, okay, this publican named Levi was doing what he normally does, taking care of minding his own business. But Jesus comes up and says something, follow me. Follow me. Now, I'm going to tell you, folk, you cannot believe that this was a first encounter. Because uh, as a matter of fact, even uh, the, uh, the tense in which uh, this particular passage that follow me is, in fact, be following me. In other words, if you're going to say you're following, then follow. And you ought to do it on a continuous basis. You don't stop following Christ in this walk. So he speaks to Levi. But let's talk about just the guy that he's talking to. He's talking to a publican. Publican. And you know, I can, I can, I'm glad to report Deacon Johnson, unlike that, that, that group over at uh, uh, The Rock, uh, uh, no one here, when they read that particular scripture, I did not hear the word Republican. <laughs> I, 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 well, I was, I was, oh, I was fit to be tired this morning because, because, you know, part of teaching, I mean, people, you know, they can receive instructions, but if there's no transformation, you know, there's something wrong. And, and, and like, whenever you are taught something, you got to remember. So I'm going to do the same thing for you, but you guys don't really need it. Just be a refresher because y'all know the difference. You did not say Republican because people get used to the same thing. And the reason why we know that Levi was not a Republican was because he was a tax collector. Republicans don't ta uh, collect taxes. <laughs> Clear that up right now. Okay. Okay. Now, but this man, this man was a sinner and he, he was worse 
than most sinners from man's perspective because he was an agent of the Roman Empire who was contracted with the Roman Empire to collect taxes. Now, let's just say your taxes were $100 a year. Uh, if he collected $100, turn it into uh, uh, the Roman Empire, that was on him. He was just an honest tax collector. But if he uh, collected $150, he could keep the $50 and the Roman Empire didn't care. And there were many that always had the higher amount. They were called dishonest publicans. Now, see, degrees, you see what I'm saying? They, 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 but they all were despised. They were all disliked. But here we find a man who's had a, a, an exchange with Jesus, and we see now that he's not only despised, he's not only disliked, he's not only a disappointment to his family, because it's bad when you're not liked, and even your family don't care nothing for you. You got to understand, his family was of the tribe of Levi, the priest. They expected this boy to grow up, be a scroll reader, but, you know, he's supposed to be, be you know, being able to extol the word as printed. He's out here collecting taxes, ripping off fellow Jews, and they did not like him. When that many folk don't like you, when you're a disappointment to your own family, Boy, you can be disillusioned. You can be disillusioned. And that's the kind of person that Jesus now is entertaining, recruiting. That's the kind of person that Jesus said, follow me. It wasn't the kind of person that you might have recruited for your ministry. See, because every time we start ministry, we want to go get the creme de la creme. We want to take uh, uh, people from the Resurrection Baptist Church that's already a deacon, that's already in evangelism, that's already studying the word, and we want them to follow you in your ministry. But no, you, you want to reach the, uh, wait a minute, that, all you've done is uh, 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 stabilize the kingdom. Your, your job is to expand the kingdom, and that's what Jesus is about. And he says, in this kingdom, all are welcome. All are welcome. Y'all got to get that concept because it's going to come back to you. All are welcome. And even a publican, even the person that's most despised, they're all welcome. And at the very commentary of come follow me or be following me, Levi does what? Yeah, it's right there. And he what? To follow Jesus is going to cost some of you more than it does others, seemingly. You know, don't, don't fool yourself. Don't let nobody disillusion you. Because here this man, you remember Peter uh, and Andrew and the boys last week? They were fishermen. It also says they dropped all and they followed Jesus. But guess what? They could go back to fishing and they did. Levi, when he got up, when he broke the contract with the Roman Empire, he couldn't go back. He, he gave it up all, all the money, all the clothes, all the cash. He gave it up. He gave up his livelihood to have life. Oh, well, and, and you know, oh, that gets me. 
Because some of us are so hung up on this livelihood, you just gotta make it. I don't have time for this. I don't have time. I gotta meet my professional organization. I got a job I gotta go to. Wait a minute, there are souls that are need saved. Have you checked the news lately? This world is in a mess. And it ain't getting better. There ain't less of an opportunity for you to serve in the kingdom. There's a greater opportunity for you to serve in the kingdom. If you'll get up, forsake all, and put your focus on turning sinners into disciples. Yeah, y'all, y'all going to help me this morning. I know y'all are great help this morning. Uh, ver- the next verse, please. Does anybody in here remember when you first got saved? Yeah. Does anybody? It just, just show hands. You ain't, I, I, I ain't gonna let, let you testify or test a lie. You know, do, do you remember? Do you remember? Do you remember the excitement? You know, and especially, see, all of y'all were ch- nice church folk. You know, y'all been around church all your life. You know, the excitement may not have been there. But for those folk, them publicans, them drunks, as a matter of fact, the, the word used, and it's used a little bit different here in, uh, in Luke, is that it's the same word that is used for prostitution for these publicans. In other words, it's an implication there that he's selling his soul. You see what I'm saying? He's on the same par with them. And he couldn't even go to church, y'all. He, he, would, he was ostracized. But this man who's ostracized, this man who people don't care nothing about, was able to throw a party. And some people came. <laughs> you know why? Because sinners know how to party. That, that's, why y'all, that's why y'all don't want to hang with them. And what Jesus, the reason why Luke wrote this, Luke says that when your life has changed, you want everybody in your sphere. He didn't have uh, church folk in his sphere. He didn't have folk that he grew up, they grew up going to family church school and going to BTU and all of that. He grew up, he grew up with folk who knew the law. He, he changed his ways and he started doing his ways and he started hanging out with folk who acted just like him. Other publicans, other tax collectors, and a lot of them were even more dishonest than him. It's interesting the kinds of people that Jesus will attract to his ministry that we reject. But here, how how many of you are willing to have some prostitutes in your ministry? You know, they testified, you know, and, and now you, you don't want them in Greeter's ministry because one of their class will recognize them at the door, you know. <laughs> Am I going too far? Am I, if I've gone too far, just, just correct me. Oh, I said it. Oh, I said it. Because that's exactly what we do. I, I, we don't want to invite other folk to church because, wait a minute, you don't want them, you don't want other folk to know that you hang with this kind of folk. But Jesus went and got some of the baddest cats on the planet to be his disciples. He didn't have them boys straight out of seminary. You know, 
He had them boys that always been around church. He rough houses. See, and 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 they weren't folk that 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 people readily embrace, but they had friends. And you know what? When he his life changed, he wanted everybody in his sphere to know about it. Cuz that's what happens. When you found something good, you want to share it with the rest of the world. This boy got the money and the means, so he threw a party. And ain't no party like a publican party. I don't go to no poor man's party. Poor man's party, you're going to do exactly what you will see some of these boys do in a few minutes. Poor man's party, you, you criticize. I sure didn't like that ham. <laughs> yeah. Them carrots, they, they, they were old, weren't they? <laughs> but understand his purpose. His purpose was, I want to invite folk who've been in my sphere, and I want to share with them this great change in my life. Somebody say change. change. But there... You, you know what I find? I don't care what you do. And especially if you're doing it for the kingdom, you're going to find critics. Everybody that's in family church school ain't here uh, 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 to celebrate, to learn. They're here to criticize. Yeah. These, these Pharisees and scribes, they had been watching Jesus ever since he, uh, uh, you know, started this healing ministry and talking about who he was and uh, indicating that, you know, he may be deity. They ain't like this. He's an upstart, too. And they recognize he's going to be a challenge to their old ways. So the scribes and the Pharisees, church folk, they go to the party. Now, I, 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 I can see the... People, ooh, well, at least church folk going where the sinners are, they go, they ain't go, they, their, their motives are wrong. See, don't go to the bar just to catch your deacon at the bar. <laughs> so you can run back and tell Pastor, hey, did you know that I saw Deacon Sneed at the bar? They were there to criticize. Let me tell you something, though. Don't get too steep because I, I can see some of you said, now, wait a minute. Why would a Pharisee be there? Well, just like uh, in their minds, there were good sinners and bad sinners. History tells us that in the, uh, with the Pharisees, there were some that are even more conservative than others. Very strict when it came to the law. So much so that they were called the blind and the bleeding Pharisee. Okay. And this was because when they got, had to go outside, fresh air, whatever, they would put on a blindfold and try to navigate the streets outside that home in a blindfold. Thus, they were called the blind and the bleeding because they couldn't see and they fall down and bruise and batter themselves. <laughs> but they wouldn't do it because they would see those of the opposite sex if they didn't have a blindfold on and thus lust would come up 
in their hearts, therefore breaking the law. So in an attempt to not break the law, they would put on blindfolds. So we know they weren't there. But the, the scripture is clear that some church folk were there, that the scribes and the Pharisees, they were there and they were criticizing. And what was their number one criticism? What did they start with? Y'all just tell me. Y'all tell me. Y'all read it. What, what was their criticism? When I, when I, when I was uh, looking at the, the lesson this week, my mind wandered back uh, as, a, you know, first of the year and uh, the end of the year. To, to the churches, uh, what we called her at that time, our first poet, official poet. And anybody remember who that was? The poet at Resurrection? Sister Lucas, our first. Thompson was the second one. Yeah, Lucas. Lucas, in one of her dissertations, did, uh, and I'll shoot up this particular passage and the one as recorded in John. And every time I read that scripture this week, uh, Jay, I, I, I could hear that little fine voice. And, and she would say in, in her dissertation, this man sitteth with sinners. <laughs> this man, this man sitteth with sinners. Like this is the biggest scandal in the world. You call yourself a rabbi? You call yourself a religious teacher? And why, why, why then, why? The, the question specifically, why do you what, eat and drink? Why do you eat and drink with, with publicans and sinners? Why, why, why do you do this? I dare you, man of God. You know, because church folk wouldn't dare be caught sitting with it, but they were there. And see, appearance is everything. Those ones that, uh, that would put on blindfolds, when somebody went back and said, hey, yeah, that old publican uh, Newsom and that publican Johnson, they were, they, were, they were there with Jesus when Jesus was doing that thing? No, not, not, not Paris, uh, not, uh, no, I don't believe that. Yeah, they were right there, but they were there to criticize. See, a lot of folk are there just to criticize, just to criticize. Why do you eat and you drink with sinners? Now, Jesus' answer, I want y'all to listen to it and know that Deacon Sneed had a different answer. Okay, but we got to go with the master. We got to go with the word. Let's see what Jesus said. And Jesus answered and said unto them, They have a hold, be not a physician, for they have a sick. That is so nice. <laughs> but it's so profound. Jesus tells them, Think about this. Parenthetically, that's what he says. Think about this. A sick man needs a doctor. A well man doesn't. A sick man needs a doctor. A well man doesn't. That's how Jesus answered him. And he was simply telling them, people that don't need salvation, they don't need a savior. The people that don't need salvation. I wouldn't have said it that way. I would have responded in this way. I eat with sinners. I eat with publicans. Because I don't like to dine alone. 
That's what I would have said. Same meaning. In the meaning, can anybody tell me why I would say it that way? Because Romans uh, 3.10, there is none righteous, no, not one. In other words, there's not one of you that is not a sinner. So if I didn't eat with sinners, I'd be eating alone. But Jesus wanted to show them because it is, it is deeper. He's saying that salvation is for those who recognize that they are sinners. Folk, you can never be a disciple of Jesus Christ until you recognize you're a sinner. You, you can fake it, you can uh, try till you make it, you can, you can do all this work, you can do all of that, but you've got to come to the uh, uh, realization, I'm sick and I need a doctor. I'm a sinner and I need to be saved. Jesus says, those are the folk that I came for. And all of you need one. Let me, let me show you why. And Jesus, uh, I, I came not to call. You're doing everything right. I, I, I'm surprised that y'all showed up here. I'm surprised you scribes and Pharisees showed up. Because really, y'all righteous. Y'all got it going. Y'all got the way. You know, you, you got it made. But my focus is on all those folk who need Jesus Christ. But also, folk, he's not only talking to the scribes and the Pharisees of that day. He's talking to the church members of Resurrection Baptist Church. It's all, it's all good to huddle. You know, you know, kissy face and we love you and, uh, you know, fellowship and all that. But that's not your job. Your job is to go out there and be with folk who need salvation. Your doctor, you are the EMT. You are the doctor. You are the nurses and the doctors that need to go out and administer the word of salvation. You. Because that's the only way you're going to turn a sinner into a disciple. And you got to go out there and you got to be out there with them. Because, see, the church gathered on Sunday morning has some power. But the church scattered has all power. When you go out, when you're reaching someone, when you're changing lives, when you're taking folk who realize that I am a sinner and I, you have a word that I need and I'm going to cling to it. And then they go out and tell somebody else how the word changed their life. It's, a, it's an indictment on all of us that sit here smug, saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, but don't want to share. Throw a party. Don't invite all them church folk. Cause all they're going to do is criticize you. Bring some, I mean, these were, wait, let me tell you, we're talking, these were psychedelic freaks that was at this party. This, these were freaks of all freaks. They were there to get down. You, oh, leave out on the party? Oh man, I know it's gonna be slamming. I'm gonna go to this, but we can't be seen in that. My wife is here, but I've shared this story many times. You're too concerned about how it's gonna look. But I remember years ago, 
we were we were at Papa Dose. It was, at, it was Valentine's Day. We had Papa Dose. Papa Dose. And y'all, in that day, Papa Dose was like this. Man, you couldn't get in there. And it's a long way. And me, I don't like waiting for no food. I take, I grab a hamburger in a minute. <laughs> I don't want to be waiting for no food. But anyway, I digress, I digress. So there are no seats and you're standing around. So uh, someone was called and there was a chair at the bar. And my wife was ready to sit down. She went over, she sat down at the bar, turned around back to the bar, which you ain't supposed to do. She don't know etiquette though, you know. She... <laughs> anybody, anybody, anybody been out there in the world know you don't turn your back to the bar, you know. But she did, and, and so I guess they, they must have told her, you know, hey, wait a minute, you didn't? And she said, yeah, you got a Coke? Yeah. So she got a Coke, a long straw, a red jacket on, and so I'm standing there, because like I said, you couldn't, I'm back over here. And all of a sudden I saw it, that was the picture. Red Coke, a glass with a straw in it. And I started laughing, so I started walking to her. <laughs> she started laughing, because we realized at the same time. I said, what you thinking about? She said, I'm sitting up here with a red jacket on and a big old brooch that says, I love Jesus. <laughs> So we're good. Well, maybe we'll get some takers. <laughs> we're in the right place. <laughs> and I tell you what, if you could get me a seat a little bit early, I'd climb up here with you. And I wouldn't get the Coke. I just ordered Johnny Walker straight up. <laughs> I'm ready to eat. But nevertheless, nevertheless, nevertheless. But see, most of us, we're too concerned. We don't go in places like that. But that's, that's where people are. You go where people are. Amen. If you're gonna get disciples, you can't go where they aren't. You know, you got disciples in here. <laughs> Why would you start in your Sunday school class? You gotta go where they are. All right, next, next, next verse. See, when you answer them on one front, Jesus told him, hey, I, I eat with sinners and publicans because, you know, uh, they're sick and I'm a doctor. When they can't notice they didn't respond to that because they ain't got no answer for that because that makes sense. Oh, sick people need a doctor. Okay, Dr. Jesus, go right on, do your thing. But that ain't going to stop them because their motivation is wrong. You know what they do, Brown? Here's what they say. Well, you know, we know John He's a strict observer of the law. He prays and fasts. Why don't you? And all your folk do is eat, drink, and be merry. In other words, you some new religious man? Listen to what Jesus says. Next verse. In other words, Jesus, oh, oh, <laughs> Brent, I'm telling you, he, he blows them away. I mean, he puts a gun to the head and blows them away. You know what he said? What's your motivation for fasting? And I want to stop there for a minute. For all you folk are so faddish, 
you know, first thing you want to fast, oh, I got to go on my fast. And, and then you talk about your fast the whole time. <laughs> Why would you talk about fasting to another person that's fasting? They hungry, you hungry, you're just making them hungry. <laughs> I don't jump on them fast. Because I understand, Jesus right here taught your motivation for fasting has got to be right. Amen. You got to have the right motive for fasting. There's a right reason to fast. There's a reason to fast and there's a reason not to fast. Jesus says, John, here's how he answered them. John was fasting and praying because he was trying to invoke that which he was the forerunner to. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You, you boys from Georgia may not have picked that up. Let me, let me show you. He was saying, John was praying and fasting for the presence, for the physical manifestation of Christ. I am the bridegroom. Why would I have my folk fasting for the bridegroom when the bridegroom is right here? In other words, what you fasting for, you looking at. I am the way. I'm the new sheriff in town. I'm the bride's groom. And I've come and you don't have to do the things you used to do. It's a new day. And that's what you've got to tell sinners. This life that you live now, you can't live it like you live in the past. Okay, y'all, 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 all y'all, I, I told you, y'all all church kids grew up, ain't never done nothing wrong. But you know some of y'all was out there doing it with the very best of them. Matter of fact, if they had a Hall of Fame of partiers and sinners, you'd be right there. You're right there. But let me tell you one thing. You can't bring that type of lifestyle into your new life. And, 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 and for you church folk, once you, your prayer is answered, you got to move on. You got to keep praying for that which you've already received. You don't keep fasting for what you've already received. In other words, you got just what you've been asking for, praying for, fasting for. You have it already. I'm here. Whew, there was a silence. But Jesus continued. But what? But the days will come when the bridegroom shall be taken away from them, and then shall they fast in those days. See, I, I saw it. Mr. Brown, I'm telling you, I saw it. People were saying, I knew it wasn't nothing to that fasting. I knew New Testament saints weren't supposed to be fasting. There ain't never time to be uh, fasting in the modern days. That's, a, that's, a old, that's the old law. Jesus cleared that up right then and there. Because Jesus, the bridegroom was taken away. But he's coming back. <laughs> so until he gets back, you now can fast and pray. Oh, let me tell you what. You want to fast and pray that he hurry up and come. I'm telling you, folks, don't, don't, don't pray to God. Oh, world without end. And Lord, I just want to be here to see another year. Let me tell you one thing. Jesus, sweet Jesus, please come on back. Because when you know your destiny, you can fast for that. But meanwhile, ain't nothing going to happen, fasting or otherwise, 
until you do what you're supposed to do. Until you start turning sinners into disciples. Oh, Ford, I know I'm right about this. I, I'm right about this. And see, the thing about the, the criticism is that, 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 that folks says uh, about change. Jesus does not want you to change your message. He says, change your methods. Because it's necessary to change the method. I know he says that because all you got to do is keep reading. That's what we're going to talk about in a few minutes, in the minutes I have left. Jesus says there's got to be a change, but the change starts with you. Can't live that same life, but most folk want to come into the church and live the same way they always live. They want to pray the same prayer when they got saved as they are right now. Let me tell you one thing. If God, if you're praying the same prayer that you pray when you first got saved, you're living too close to the edge. I'm telling you, if your prayer is always, Lord, oh, take these evil spirits from me. <laughs> Notice I didn't say evil spirit. <laughs> evil spirits. <laughs> you know, if you keep praying that, there's something wrong. You need to start living a life. But here we go. And he spake also a parable. See, he taught him and then he explained what he taught him. So, so really, you know, that's why they say you, in, in evangelism, you need to eat, teach, and explain. <laughs> eat, teach, and then. So y'all wonder why we're so hopped up on having fellowship. Uh, and I realized we did not have it uh, uh, during the, 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 the last half of the campaign. Oh, it will be reinstituted. You know, because, you know, it got us this far it, it, and faith will lead us on because fellowship, you find out things about folk. See here this morning, you know, some of you, you didn't have a time and you don't have an opportunity to have input. In other words, we have dialogue, but doing fellowship, I get to know you. I get to hear. I get to, I, I find out what I need to teach about in fellowship. See, see, Jesus, you got, if you want to do ministry, do it the way Jesus did it. You ain't got to go out. I'm just praying for the Lord to show me how to execute this minute. Eat, teach, and explain. <laughs> that You want to do ministry? Eat, teach, and then. Uh, oh, okay. All right. And, and notice they didn't say fast, teach. It said eat. Okay. <laughs> oh, y'all like, y'all ain't messing with me. You ain't, you ain't, you ain't no guilt me. Oh, diggers need a fasting. Well, it's quite a prayer. I ain't fasting, <laughs> you know. But my focus is there. See, the fast is simply to take you off the things that mean most to you. And put your focus on that which means most to you. Y'all don't hear me. That's what it's about. And you understand that. That's what maturity, that's what maturation, that's what being a disciple. That's why being a disciple is continuous. Don't start and stop it. All right, but right quick, he's going to explain it. But he what? He spake a parable unto them. No man what? Verse 37. Now, I know some of you say, yeah, Dean Sneed trying to rush through that, that he didn't want to do 37 because, you know, it's too close to home, you know. Uh, no, I have patches. 
And, and you know what? There, I'm glad, I thank God I had patches. You know why? Because that helped me understand this right here. Because I know one thing, that Rose Dockery would never take a brand new pair of jeans, cut a hole in them, and patch an old pair of jeans. See, most folks think that, oh, yeah, because you're destroying. No, what you've done is you're destroying both of them, the old and the new. Because the old gene ain't stretched enough, and when you sew it to, I mean, uh, the new gene ain't stretched enough, and when you sew it to the old gene, it'll destroy both of them. It'll come on. Now you got a big tear. But patches, yeah, I wore them because I came from the marble clan. You know, I, you know, marbles, y'all don't know what marbles is? Deacon News know what marbles is. And see, marbles put holes in your knees. And holes in your knees meant there was patches on the knees. There was patches on the knees and a pat on that bottom of yours, you know. Why are you down there shooting them up? And don't you dare get in your Sunday clothes. Your Sunday pants? Guess what? You're going to put a patch on them and you don't wear them patches to Sunday. To let you know that you're a publican. You, you've sinned. <laughs> but I digress. I ain't got time for it. It's a concept. So he's relating, he's showing them. And he says, in case you brothers don't get the patch thing, he says, I know you get them grapes. <laughs> you wouldn't dare put new wine in an old goat skin. But y'all remember, you know, those of you who back in the day, Robin, you know, overseas and stuff, messing, you know, we used to have that. Y'all y'all call them mercies now, you know. You know, we had a person. I had, had man's purse on one side and uh, 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 that, that goat skin. No, that was goat skin. Well, no flash. It was a goat skin, Doc. Oh, you, you're in vogue. The goat skin. Got your wine spodiote in the goat skin. But, but the issue is if you messed around and didn't consume all the wine, Terry, and you let it mellow, it would dry. Or if you consumed it all and just left it out, it would dry out. So by the next time you got ready to use it and you put new wine in that old goat skin, it fall apart. Now you done be wine. Matter of fact, I can see it now. <laughs> Lord, I hope that's blood. <laughs> I sure hope that ain't my wine. I hope that's blood. <laughs> but I digress. So Jesus is giving them an example that they can relate to. He's saying, people, you know, you can't put this new life in the old goat skin of great, I mean of love of law. You've got to put it in the new goat skin of grace. That's all y'all know hear me. Jesus says, that used to be the way. And it was just conditioned on me getting here. I'm here. Now I'm the way, I'm the truth, and I'm the life. Don't bring me your raggedy life have me fix it up and then use old gold skin. Use the law. You were saved by grace through faith. Don't revert back to the law. Don't, don't adopt, the, 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 uh, uh, adopt the, the doctrine of works when you know it's by grace through faith. Jesus says it's a new thing. It's a new mindset. It's a new, the message is clear. Man needs salvation. Man needs a way to God. Now the method that you get them to it is different, but the message is exactly the same. Oh, folk, you get you got to get that. Jesus Christ hasn't changed one day. He is 
immutable. He does not change. Methods may change. Y'all may come to the church differently, have different hours, but the message better be the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Otherwise, it's not the gospel. If you don't use the gospel, if you try to use any other thing to discipline, to train men and women, all you'll get is a fleshly disciple. Doing good ain't going to get it, folk. Making great speeches ain't going to get it. They've got to have the word of God. We need it. We need it to uh, receive salvation. We need it to sustain salvation. Now, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Let's conclude because we have to go. But new wine. Let me tell you, getting people to change tradition is tough. Getting them to change church is tough. Many folk won't come to resurrection because they're saying, oh, they've they, they changed. Let me tell you something, folk. That word has not changed. I go back from periodically, you know some day, we look at sermons that Brown preached in 1991, sermons he preached yesterday. They contain the word of God. And that's what you have. But what church folk are afraid of is that if they change, they will always think the old was better than the new. In other words, there are going to be days in your life when you think that that old life, staying out, drinking that skull, snorking that chalk line, you know, uh, you know, all those kinds of habits. Yeah, snorking, because y'all wasn't snorting. Y'all proper, snorking. That, that was a better life. But it is an evidence that you haven't really changed. You don't have new life. When you can always readily go back and just start doing the old things time and time again, you still cheating. You're still lying. You're still committing adultery. You're still forsaking the word of God. You're still forsaking the assembly of yourself. You did that when you weren't saved. You didn't come to church when you weren't saved. And now that you're saved, you're saying, hey, I ain't got time. Don't make sense. You're afraid that if you go into those bars, if you start hanging with those kinds of folk, you'll start doing what they are doing the old life because you'll be convinced that the old was better than the new. But I'm here to tell you and bless you real good. I'm going to bless you real good now because the greatest times I've ever had in my life and I've had a plethora of times. I've had a myriad of times. I've had buku times in the world and out of the world. Ain't no greater time than I've had and in, in with my church family. When I compare the greatest times I've had out there in my former life and in this current life, they don't compare. The old is not better than the new because Jesus Christ declared he's the way, he's the truth, he's the light. He's the new sheriff in town. And he says, you need salvation. I'm the doctor on call 
all who are sick, come unto me, and I will heal you of your affliction. See you guys next week. <laughs>